Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of Pro Shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling this month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Above180.com podcast is Mike Senek. Mike is a Storm and Roto Grip staff manager. Mike also just finished up bowling the USBC Open Championships in El Paso. Thought it'd be great to get his perspective on things, on uh, equipment, and how he played the lanes out there. So, Mike, want to thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you very much. Well, Mike, we just finished up uh, yourself. Your team went out to El Paso, so I thought it'd be great to get you on to discuss your how you feel your. You know how you feel you scored, how you feel you threw the ball. You ended up shooting 1919, which uh, yes. 605, 626, and 688. Very, I think most of us would take those numbers if if uh, you could tell us right now. That's what we'd have. But just talk about briefly, you know, your game plan you went into. You know, your game plan heading out to El Paso, and then once you got there on the lanes, how things transpired. Sure. Um, first thing when we looked at the patterns this year. Um, the biggest issue was the patterns are much flatter. So the ratio of oil across the lane last year was 2.8 in the uh, in one event and 2.6 in the team event to one. This year they were 1.8 and 1.6 to one. Flattening the pattern out makes it much, much tougher. Also, especially in the team event, they, they took five feet off of the pattern. It's five feet shorter, but they added volume. That makes the pattern, once again, even more difficult to try to navigate. Great. So you 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 guys uh, you practiced on it back home, back at your your home house. How did you play it there? And then when you got it to El Paso, how did it uh, how did it play as compared to what you practiced on? Um, at home, we have the same surface, although it's a bit older. This year's surface is a brand new construction, a brand new surface, so it has a little more little more friction in the back part of the lane. Um, but we have we use ice oil, um, we have a kegel machine, and it played. The team pattern played within about two boards of what we saw out in El Paso. Single to doubles pattern played exactly on top of what we 
what we have at home. Um, so that was that was a nice advantage. Great. So in in going back again, nineteen nineteen as your score. Uh, how did you how did you feel your shot making was out in El Paso, and and how did how did things transpire for you? Um, this year, I had a, a good chance to practice, and also because of the pattern shape, it allowed me to play one of my favorite angles, which is is very direct up the outside of the lane. Um, I'm very good at going straight through the fronts, which makes a big difference on a flatter pattern. Straighter through the fronts on a flatter pattern is is a very big key. The more sideways you go through the front part of the lane, the more ball speed variance makes a difference in, in how your ball reacts down lane. It makes it much harder to have a consistent shot. So it played to my strength. And then what we saw was, um, just by looking at the pattern as well, stability off the end of the pattern was very important. With it being five feet shorter and more volume, you need balls that don't jump off the end of the pattern. Great stuff, Mike. Up next is Bowling This Month owner Bill Semsrott. Bill Simpson right here with this week's BowlingThisMonth.com update. First up, we've got Heather D'Erico with an article about back pain, where she gives us some great tips on what we as bowlers can do to reduce our risk. Next, we've got a new article from USBC Gold Coach Susie Minshew about bowling under pressure and how you can learn to make your best shot when it matters most. And then finally, we've got an article from Team Canada's head coach Tyrell Rose about the different types of focus that come into play throughout bowling's shot cycle. For all this and more, please visit BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up for your no-obligation free trial. Back to you, Tim. Great stuff. For all those articles, make sure you check out BowlingThisMonth.com. Also, uh, other great articles on there on how you can compete at the USBC Open Championships. So would you say this year, two things I want to hit on. Um, first thing is, we talk about keeping our angles straight. How can how can someone practice that if they don't get the ability to either bowl the bowl on a tough pattern? So say I'm going out and bowling on my house pattern. How can I practice keeping, you know, is it the same thing? You keep your angle straight and you just don't care about, you know, your your scores, basically? Um, well, especially with today's house conditions, having so much traction to, to the outside of 10 board, um, the easiest way to do that is to throw plastic. Um, take, your, take your plastic ball, and, and that way it's not going to read the early friction nearly as much because the other key this year is, is, is making sure you can repeat not only straighter through the fronts, but consistently hitting a target down lane, um, consistently hitting that break point. That's, that's the biggest key this year is repeatability um, as opposed to having the magic ball. So do you think this year, so once you hit, um, hit some transition, and again, Mike, you're a left-hander, so just so people know that, when you hit transition, were you forced to move, move right with your feet, or did you just ball down and stay in that same zone where you were throwing? Ball down and stay in the same zone seemed to be the, the key this year. On, on my side, um, it, 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 it transpired. I, I had a ball that rolled early, and then when, when the uh, transition started to take over, I went to a, a ball that uh, hooked a little bit later. Um, on the right side, my right-handers, um, it, they still had to hold their break point down lane. The break point to the right of the, of the 10-board marker at 40 feet. And even as they had to transition in, and their, their moves were very small, but their, their moves were very small because our guys didn't use a, a lot of surface. So their transition moves were rather small, um, but they still had to hold that break point down lane. Great. Again, uh, Mike Senek joining us, the Roto Grip and Storm brand, uh, the Roto Grip and Storm staff manager. So, Mike, let's talk about the pieces you're throwing of the over this weekend with Storm and Roto Grip, and then also 
obviously, like you just said a couple times, there's not the, that, that go-to ball, that magic ball this year. It's more a, a shot-making, a shot-makers tournament. But just a few balls maybe in each of the lines that, that might work well and, and keep, people, keep people in play. Okay. Um, basically, the key, even though, even just like last year, the key with this ice oil is you need balls that have lower differentials. Um, 20 diff, 30 diff are, are the key. So that means the ball's not trying to torque as much when it reads friction. So any ball that has, has 20 or 30 differential. Also, um, the, the lower, the, you, you don't want to go with a super low RG ball. Um, you want to, you want to try to stay in the mid RG ranges. Um, the other, the other thing was the, the cover stock prep is, is we found that the lanes transitioned to evenly if you stayed, um, between one and 2000. In, in Avalon pad, um, that also helped the lane transition. Now, I used my fresh ball was a one-inch pin outcry. My transition ball was a wipeout with a very stable drill. Perfect. And anything uh, anything you can maybe recommend that would be fitting in, say, the, the Brunswick or uh, EBI lines? Um, the, the, the Arson low flare. Anything, the low flare ball that, that worked very well last year um, was the Arson low flare. Um, also, Brunswick has one or two pieces that are that are in that lower differential. But there's a, the melee series in Brunswick I very much like. Um, that that is a very smooth rolling ball as well. Um, so those pieces are, are are what I've seen that seem to have worked the best. Great, Mike. And I'm just going to put you on the spot here. Um, do you recall how many opens you had in your 19 your 1919 set? Um, I want to say. I want to say nine, um, and 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 there's a reason. And a good question. My biggest miss was this, I left the two four seven and missed it. That was my biggest miss. The the problem was the the decks hooked a little bit, and it's because it's a brand new surface. So my normal lineup for the two four seven caused me a problem because I would either chop the two off the four seven or I'd take the two four and leave the seven. It took me a while to kind of figure out how to make that because you'd see the, the spare ball, and I use a plastic spare ball. you see the spare ball tail a little bit at the end. It would actually hook. Wow, good good stuff, good insight, Mike. Um, just thought it'd be great to catch up with you and kind of chat, uh, trying to get as much feedback and much knowledge out there for the bowlers as, uh, as a lot of us are still going to be heading out. Um, did you do the side events? I'm, I'd almost be remiss. Did you do any of the side events, Bowler's Journal, the bowl, uh, Bowling This Month Tournament, uh, 40 Frame, or any of that sort of stuff? Uh, I did the Bowler's Journal um, and, and shot 580. Uh, it just had a very bad first game, but shot a shot a nice a 580, which was close. 630, I think, was 630 or 650 was the the instant cash. And then we had uh, our team did a practice session, and the practice session is on the same lanes with the with the bowlers journal and the showcase lanes, which are just over the wall from lane one. Um, they have a very nice setup this year. It's actually very easy to get around the convention center this year. Perfect and. Did you say, because I've had a couple people that I've talked to, I uh, had Chad Oaks on last week, and one of the things, Chad, when we were trying to figure this out, the showcase lanes is a team pattern, correct? It doesn't specify in the USBC any of the sheets and any of the promotional marketing stuff I've seen, but it is the the, the double the team pattern, correct? The team pattern is used if you have a practice session. The doubles and singles pattern is used when you're bowling in the BJ. In the Bowler's Journal, excellent. All right. And then did you feel that uh, the Bowler's Journal played the same as your double singles? Yeah, it was it was 
pretty much right on top. I want to say the double singles maybe hook the border two more, um, but but not that far off. Not far. Okay, perfect. And before we go, I want to mention a great tournament that you need to head out and bowl if you're on the East Coast. It really, it's a weekend. It's not really just a tournament. It's an event. It's called the Dutchman Bologna Bowling Tournament, running now through the end of July. So make sure you check that out at Singles, Doubles, and Team, Palmyra Bowling Center, and Clearview Lanes. Great event, you know, really centrally located in Pennsylvania. You know, you're about three hours from three hours from Philly, about you know, hour and a half, two hours from Baltimore, a little bit more than D.C., so about four, three hours from D.C. But um, great tournament. Check it out. Going to be some special weekends there. Uh, ten weekends. We're giving away the High Scratch Series at each center is going to get $100 cash, so that's always good. Everyone loves cash. Uh, it's handicapped. Scratch, got brackets, uh, high game, low game, etc. cetera, uh, senior divisions, but all, all sorts of great stuff to bowl. Amy and her staff there do a great job of hooking you up, and it's a fun tournament to bowl, so check that out. More information can be found at DutchmanTourney.com, standings, uh, entry forms, etc. DutchmanTourney.com. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for joining me today. Lots of great insight for bowlers, and hopefully someone can take some nuggets out of this information and help them score well in uh, El Paso. Thank you very much.